previously on The Game of Rassilon. You step out of the TARDIS onto the wind-swept, rain-soaked deck of the moderately-sized ship. I'm very sorry, though. It's just, I don't think we've met. Uh, I'm Charles. Uh, good to meet you. Are you the captain? Oh, heavens no. I, I'm merely a supernumerary among the crew. Uh, captain Fitzroy there is your man. Charles Darwin. Sometimes I call him Charlie. He doesn't like it, but uh, I'm the captain. He has, to, you know, he has to live with it, you know. Should I get him to sign my copy of Pokemon? This is, like, unprecedented, like, <laughs> evolution. And you see this, um, this great, uh, crystal, crystalline shape. Um, I say crystalline. It's crystal. It's kind of spherical, but it looks like it's, uh, been hastily carved out of crystal. Um, begins to rise up and out of the water. I am vital. I have suffered a catastrophic data loss as a result of an unexplained temporal event and I'm consequently having to rebuild my database on the subject of evolution. I can enact a hasty correction of evolution and monitor the process in a rapidly accelerated pace. And you see these great, uh, great hulking shapes begin to uh, climb over the top of the front of the ship. Um, and as they come over the railing, you kind of, you're aware that they're kind of moving along uh, on these, uh, these hulking suckers that are kind of moving and kind of sticking them to the ship. Barnacles. I hate barnacles. Creeping over the, the bow of the, the, the HMS Beagle are a dozen evolved barnacles. Barnacloids, we shall call them, because that's what I have in my notes. Um, large barnacle-like creatures, uh, shaped like humongous, uh, garlic clothes with, with chompy mouths on the top and suckers allowing them to slide forward and three whipping tentacles whipping about, uh, as they are, they, they are, they, they crept over the top of the, the ship as they begin to move towards you. Um, as they move towards you, you see in the distance the, the, uh, the pink crystal orb, vital, um, begin to kind of ascend into the sky, uh, moving up above the ship, uh, for, a, for a while, kind of appearing almost like a second moon in the sky, um, as if to observe, uh, what is about to happen. Uh, just for sake of visual, what I'm imagining for these barnacles is that not unlike the uh, the mummy creatures in the Pyramids of Mars, I'm imagining that the BBC repurposed old Zygon costumes uh, <laughs> and and, re- and just like painted them a different color so they look more like oceanic and green instead of being the the like pink that they used to have. That's 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 good. I would say that, and on top of that, also is a giant garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and okay. um, they are beginning to move towards you uh, slowly, slightly clumsily, as if getting used to their new hyper-evolved uh, forms, but they definitely seem to be moving towards you with intent and menace. What do you do? Um, I am going to to kind of grab 
Charles Darwin's coat and kind of pull him back with me away from oh. him. Okay, I'm going to let that happen. So is Charles. I could stop you at it. I just want you to know I could stop you at any time, but I choose not to. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, as you do that, um, Captain Fitzroy emerges from the captain's cabin, um, apparently having seen what is happening, uh, and he walks forward with, with intent, his coat gently flowing in the, in the breeze as he reaches forward with uh, uh, an oldie-timey pistol. And I go, oh, put that away. That's not going to do anything. They're too big. Um, I think what we're going to do, we're going to call this a scene. Um, so okay. uh, I'm going to say Riley's going to be a talker. Um, we know that Fitzroy is going to fire his pistol. I say, I'm going to say Sim, uh, uh, Sims is a little kind of uh, shocked by what is happening and probably is not going to do anything. Um, Travis, what are you going to do? Um, I don't quite know. Um, I mean, maybe... Run? Maybe you're a runner? Do you run. run? Running's good. Uh, I don't know, just like away from the... Yeah. You know, maybe try, try to get below deck or something? I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Darwin. Charles Ulysses Darwin. That's not his actual middle no. name, but wouldn't it be cool if... Um, I think I'm... What are you going to do? Yeah, for my... I'm going to do a do. I'm going to do a do. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to try to pull Sims... To, uh, oh, like away as well and uh, follow mm. Travis below decks. Okay. I dig that. Um, so top of the turn order then uh, is the talkers, which is the doctor. So I guess you're going to try and talk Fitzroy out of pew pew pew. Yeah. I'm I did gonna, the gun look, motion. Sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be, I'm going to go uh, to him like, like don't, firing's not going to stop them and you're only going to put your men in danger. All right, let's let's do a a roll. I'm going to have you do uh presence and convince, please. Okay. With my voice of authority added to that? Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you voice of authority. It gives you a I think plus 2, I think. Okay. I think that sounds right. Okay, that is a 17. 17's very good. Uh Fitzroy is uh, it's going to be resolve and what is that going to be? It's going to be resolve and for him to like contest your. I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to be resolve and mm, survival. It's a bit of a. I'm, I'm fudging it a little bit, but uh, you 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 succeeded. You uh, he he uh, uh, he has his pistol outstretched and he kind of retracts it and says. Uh, uh, perhaps you're right, Doctor. Uh, what, what now? What do we do? Uh, we need to get your men safe. Uh, everyone board up into a safe space. Get right. below ship. Get below deck. Yes, get below deck. All right, and uh, yeah, and uh, I guess everyone is is ready to kind of bolt below deck. Um, so we're gonna do. We're gonna have everyone do uh, speed checks. So this is going to be um, uh, coordination and athletics. Oh no. <laughs> do I still have the one coordination point taken away from earlier? Yes, you do, I'm afraid. No. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Except this time. So, Fitzroy got a 12. Ooh. Oh, God, I got a 3 on my dice with a grand total of 7. I got a 14. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's good. I did pretty well. Is that for Darwin? Yeah, Darwin got a 14. All right. 
Uh, Sims got a not good. A five, six, seven, eight. Ah, the helpers. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, uh, Travis, what did you get again? Seven. Seven. And Doctor? Oh, sorry, I didn't roll. I thought that I thought that my talking was my action for this round. So I thought I thought those were the runners. Oh no, you're good. Every, everyone's running at this point, so you're good okay. to run. Okay, cool. Okay, sorry. One second. Um, that's going to be. Hang on, one dice is inside the thing, so that's a. That is a seventeen for me. Oh, seventeen's very good. Uh, now I have to roll for the barnacloids. Actually, it might be a a nineteen if you add quick reflexes. Uh, yeah, I'll give you quick reflexes. Okay, yeah, so 19. Ooh, jeez. That's bad. Uh, for, I mean, bad for you. For the barnacloids, it's great. Ah, oh, barnacloids <laughs> are having a ball. Um, so this is, it's four, seven, that's 13. So the barnacloids got a 13. Uh, that means that they are, um, gaining on, uh, Fitzroy, Sims, and Travis. Um, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna be doctory, and I'm gonna try to, like, kind of, like, head them off of the past. Like, I'm not gonna run away while people are behind me. So, I'm going to kind of slow down my run mm-hmm. and try to get in between the Barnacloids and the people that they're chasing. Okay, um, what do you want to do when you're in that position? Um... I think I'm more just like kind of like working almost as almost as a human shield at this point, okay. like I'm, or a time a time lord shield, I should say. And uh, I'm just kind of like trying to protect the people. I'm not really necessarily doing anything in particular. I'm just kind of like like making myself and I'm like trying to distract the barnacloids from chasing them and having them chase me instead. Okay, um, I like that. I'm not gonna have you do any rolls for that, but the barnacloids are going to uh, are going to attack. Okay. So I'm going to have them do a roll, and you can do a counter roll. They are going to do uh, strength and fighting. Um, and if you want to evade, or what do you want to what do you want to do if you see their the tentacles? Yeah, I think I'll try tentacles to evade rising. their attack. I'll try to evade their attack. Okay, uh, so we'll call that coordination and athletics. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Can I um, can I add my reflexes to this again? Uh, yeah, you can add quick reflexes to that. Uh, so that's coordination. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, strength. S- Oh, thank goodness. <sighs> oh, man. So, Barnacloys, how much? What's your magic number? 17. And the Barnacloys scored a 20. Oh, so, that oh puts no. you that puts you in uh, no but territory. Uh, I will spend a story point to bump that up a little bit. Okay, so that takes you to yes but territory. Um, okay. You, you are um, able to evade uh, their attack. Um, but you slip on the wet deck and are now kind of prone on the ground. You've been able to kind of... You, the, 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 the duck and weave maneuver that you're doing um, kind of backfired a little bit and you lost your footing on the, the wet deck. Um, okay. The good news is you bought time for everyone else to get away um, as they head to... Um, let me look at the map of the ship quickly. Well, I, once I see uh, the doctor fall, I'm going to do something. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say everyone else, unless anyone, unless uh, Darwin, uh, Sims and Fitzroy are going to they get their priorities, getting the crew um, uh, into the lower deck. So they're heading into uh, they're heading into the, uh, the, uh, the the ladder towards down to the gun room. Um, uh, Darwin, what are you doing? I think Darwin is 
sort of at the top of the the hatchway down. Um, but Darwin has insatiable curiosity. It's one of the only two traits on the sheet. Um, hmm. So <laughs> uh, there's there's something about these barnacloids that I think is fascinating to him, and he wants to observe them. So okay. Um, but once I see the doctors in trouble. I guess Travis, you're probably going to assist the lady doctor. I would, I would imagine. So once Sims and Fitzroy are safely downstairs, yeah, I think Darwin has that moment of turning around and like being fascinated. I dig it. I'm going to give you a story point for acting on that insatiable curiosity. Um, uh, Travis, what are you doing to help the doctor? Okay, as soon as I see her fall, I look to um, find a net, which would very much be on the deck of a ship. And I'm going. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I'm going to throw the netting basically towards the barnacles uh, that would then attempt to crash down on the doctor, giving her time to right herself and get away. Not, I, I don't think I'm going to capture it. I'm basically just trying to entangle it or like uh, weigh it down or anything like that. All right, I dig it. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have you spend any story points to have a net because it absolutely makes sense that there'd be a, a, a net somewhere on deck. And I'm gonna um, need to save this am... for the throw. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're gonna say that this is a a new round of a, a scene. So we're gonna call that a, a doing action. Um, so we are, we're gonna from the top. Um, we have talkers, runners, doers, fighters. The barnacloids are definitely gonna move in um, to attack the doctor. Um, doctor and Darwin, what would you like to do? Uh, I think I'll be a runner this round. I think now that I've like had the chance to get to my feet because of Travis's net, I'm going to try to run away a little bit. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to abandon anybody, but I'm trying to run with the group. Okay. Um, do you want to... It sounds like, and I don't want to steer you in any particular direction, but it sounds like you're going to wait for Travis to throw his net before you run. So did you want to... Yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. Um, Darwin, what are you doing? Um, I I don't want to do your job for you in terms of roles, but I'd love to do like an awareness plus science role to do like a perception yeah. check on the, the barnacloid. I'm good for that. I'd yeah. Like um, if, that's good. We'll... If there's anything about its biology, basically like this is a check for weaknesses in the parlance of, I don't know, this sort of thing. No, no, that's good. No, I dig it. Um, yeah, I'll, you can do that. We'll, we'll resolve uh, Travis and the doctor first and then we'll let Darwin, um, do some science at the barnacloids. Um, so let's start with Travis. Uh, we're going to have you do the do first before the doctor runs. Um, so go ahead and give me coordination and marksman to throw that net. Okay. Um, I am also going to use my devotion on this, my once per adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I gain a story point uh, when protecting uh, the object of my devotion, who is the doctor. I dig it. Aww. So that that will bump you up one success rating regardless of roll. Which is good, because my marksman is zero. So this will be fun. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to add, you, add a, a plus two for... Go ahead. I'm going to let you add a plus two for Brave as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your spectacular roll. I got a ten on the dice, so uh, fifteen before that story point. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, well, they rolled a, a fourteen, so that would take you up to uh, a yes but. But with that story point, that takes you up to a straight yes. I'm going to make it a yes, then. You successfully catch the, the uh, uh, entangle the barnacloids uh, in the net. They are uh, kind of stopped in their tracks. They're kind of writhing, trying to get through the net, um, giving you, the Doctor, and Darwin uh, clear a clear way to escape. But before we do that, um, uh, Darwin, could you please give me a roll 
for uh, Ingenuity and Science. Ooh. I just rolled a 12. Ooh. I got a 21. 21's very good. That's, I'm going to give you... That's a yes and. That's straight up a yes and. Um, so I'm going to give you two pieces of information. Um, firstly, um, uh, where they are being hit by the, uh, by sprays of salt water, you can, you can kind of, the way that they're kind of reacting to that, you would, you can discern that if they were just hit by regular salt on its own, um, that appears to slow them down. So they have a, a minor weakness to salt. Um, but you can also see as they're moving, they're kind of drying out a little bit. Um, and you discern, um, like a, a lot of, uh, sea life, that they probably have a dependency on the water. So they will most likely at some point need to retreat to the water. Um, but uh, you may want to encourage that sooner rather than later. Uh, I'll shout down from where I am, because I'm at the you know the, the, the hatch down to, to where Sims and Fitzroy mm-hmm. run uh, into the, the below decks. Uh, Sims, quickly, grab uh, one of the salt barrels, quickly! Righto, and uh, uh, Sims and Captain Fitzroy kind of grab a, a salt barrel and uh, start to move it towards the uh, the, the hatch uh, in the, 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 the midsection of the ship so that it can be lifted up. Yeah, and Darwin, uh, I'm sure Darwin has run whatever pulley gets a thing up a thing at some point, so uh, he's... <laughs> it's a technical term. Yeah, it's, that's classic, uh, you know, ships guy speak. Uh, ship people chat. Uh, yeah, sure. Boat chat. Uh, for boats. Um, shippers. Boat sky. Yes, we're shipping. Uh, Darwin is shipping. Wait, no. Um, uh, yeah, so, I, I, uh, I'll do, like, a from, from above deck check to help them get the barrel up. I don't know if it's like a pulley system or just wheeling it up the, rolling it. Uh, I'm just gonna, I, I'm not even gonna have you do a roll. I'm just gonna say that you do it. Um, I will note, I don't believe the ship has a police... I mean, would it have a police system of its own? I don't it's know. Not, I'm just going to say yes. It's not on the map. It would for, like, the, it would for the sails and stuff. So oh, for dropping the boats. Yeah. That. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, I'm going to say yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say that there's a pulley system. You're able to pull the salt barrel up onto the onto the deck. Um, I will also... I'm just going to do a quick roll to see if the barnacloids, while you're doing this, are able to kind of wrestle free of the net. No, that's uh, snake eyes on the dice. I'm not even going to look up the numbers. That's bad for them. Um, cause a lot of their, some of their stats are very bad. Um, it's just strength. I'm going to say with the science role you did, um, they are, they're not very fast moving creatures, but they are insanely strong. Oh dear. Um, yeah. So if the barrel's on the deck, I'm going to uncork it and roll it at the barnacloids. So it's like spewing salt as it goes, but once it hits them, Ideally, some more salt will sort of spill out of it. Okay, uh, I'm definitely going to call that a strength and athletics check. Um, Doctor and Travis, do you want to do anything or involve yourself in any way in this particular action? Um, I think if there's, like, salt being spilled on the deck as it goes by, I'm going to do a handful of it and toss it at the one that's, like, coming closest to me. That makes some sense. Some pocket sand. Sure. Travis? Um, I'm going to give Darwin a hand. I don't you know exactly. I don't know exactly. As, what we, he's as doing. we try to, as we try to assault these barnacles. Hey, tis the okay. season. All right. Well, the doctor gets a story point back. Um, yes. 
Darwin and Travis, could you please give me strength and athletics? Okay. So I rolled uh, previously, so I, I got a nine. So I will use some story points. I also got a nine. Well, oh, these are bad rolls, guys. Um, right now, you guys are both at a flat no. If you want to get it to a yes but, that's two story points. If you want to get it to a yes, that's three. Each or a piece? Each. Wait, that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Each or wait, separately? Per character. Wait, wait, wait. Are we doing this separately or not together? Hey, Apart, at least I realized or... I'm stupid. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I will spend I will spend two story points. I will spend okay two story uh, points is going to get to yes but yeah I'll spend three. Okay, so uh, we've got a I yes and a yes but. I'll spend a story point as well, the one I just got, to say like I kick the barrel as it comes by me to kind of like give it a little bit more momentum. Okay, yeah, you know I'm happy to make that a uh, have that basically round out as a yes for the both both of them. Um... So that's how I'll interpret that. I'll get rid of the butt. No butts, because the doctor uh, stuck a foot in and got rid of the butt. <laughs> the doctor kicked butt. Um, so the, the barrel now rolls down uh, towards where the barnacloids are starting to wrestle free of their, uh, their, their the netting, the, 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 the rope net, um, as the barrel of salt begins kind of rolling towards them seeping salt which is being blown by the sea air into them you can see them kind of kind of uh like flinching and recoiling as they are hit by the salt and then this is when you doctor are you still going to pocket sand them with the pocket salt uh i think that maybe the kick in the barrel kind of took care of, like kind okay. of did that task for me okay i'm good with that um and they start to as they as they finally wrestle themselves free of this net they're being they, they this barrel of salt just kind of bashes into them uh, spraying salt up at them, and they start to retreat, um, pulling back down to the the uh, the other side of the ship, and kind of uh, you, out of sight of you, but above table, uh, they are kind of uh, crawling down the front of the side of the ship, back under the water, um, and they are gone for now. Okay, I look up at the moon thing in the sky, and I'm just like, oi, oi, that's Vital. I, I don't understand how setting up some sort of weird pirate thunderdome is going to solve any sort of scientific study. Uh, vital. Uh, uh, vital says communicating with you at this point would interfere with the integrity of the experiment. I shall remain quiet and observe the events. This. Ex- excuse me, Mi- Mr. Sphere. Do- would you mind terribly if I, if, if I if I if I interjected here? Not a mister, but continue. Oh, I, I apologize. Strictly sorry. I, I, um, I don't know if you've entirely grasped the simplicity of the scientific method. I would say, my boy, but no, uh, my sphere. Um, I I I don't mean to uh uh be rude. Uh, your gentle spherness. Um. But I do so wonder if I could if I could educate you on the processes of the scientific method, uh, just 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 a bit. Uh, if if Vital is passing what you are saying, they are not responding. Um, uh, what happens instead is there is kind of a a uh, uh, you're about to do something. I want to let you put you put your hand up. I'm going to let you uh, have your moment. I was just going to ask if I could Darwin. use Darwin's other trait, which is well mannered. Which means I mm. I get a a plus when I'm trying to use my charm to sort of mm. chill out a society issue. 
I don't know if this is particularly societal, but I mean, it is observing a society and we live in a society, as they say. We live in a society. So, as George Costanza once famously said. Um, so I've what, heard. Uh, so what? <laughs> we are residents within a society. No. Uh, so what are you uh, attempting to uh, accomplish and how do you want to phrase that with your mouth? Um, well, I, I, I feel like I've stated my argument, which is that I think Vital has a minor misunderstanding of the scientific mm-hmm. method that is leading to a innately inaccurate experiment. Interesting. All right. Um, give me, give me presence and convince. Yes. With your, I'll give you the bonus for well mannered. What is what is the bonus for? Is it plus one, plus it's two, plus two, plus two? Okay. Uh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> sorry, your face said it all. Uh, you pulled at the collar, your collar, your shirt went like it was all very. It's like a fourteen. It's not excellent, oh, but it's not very good. It's not great uh, or bad. Mm, vital. Um. Uh. With the role I've done, I'm going to say vital sticking to its its principles at the moment. It's already said it's not going to communicate, so it says nothing. Um. But at that moment. Uh, you start to feel the ship kind of very slowly start to tilt forwards, um, as if a weight is pulling at the front of the ship. Okay, I turn to look at that. Um, there's there's nothing visible, um, but uh, let's actually have uh, give me uh, give me ingenuity and science. Oh. <laughs> That is a 21. That's a very good roll. All right. That's, so, with, that's with no modifiers. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So um, as the ship is... So, so, it's, it's not a fast tilt. It's a very gentle... It's almost imperceptible, uh, but you are, you're definitely able to feel it. I'd say Travis is able to feel it. Darwin has lived on this ship for five years and he's probably able to uh, uh, able to feel it as well. The reason the ship is starting to tip forward is you are you are able to deduce there's a weight at the front of the ship, and the weight is the barnacloids. It is there are more than a dozen of them. There are barnacles stuck all across the front of this ship, and they are all of them being hyper evolved at different speeds and rates. And as they're getting bigger, they are gaining more mass. And as they are gaining more mass, they're getting heavier. Um and eventually uh, the, the accumulated weight of these barnacloids is going to tip the ship in such a way that it's going to get pulled under and sink. It's a, t- okay. you have a ticking clock at this point. Okay. Um, you're saying that we are now in what's called a base under seas situation. I would call it a base under seagull. Um, <laughs> I would call it a big under siege. And this is why we've had an ongoing dispute, uh, as to, what we're calling this particular adventure. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I am going to take... Uh, I'm going to scoop up as much of that salt as I can, and I'm going to mm. run to the front of the boat and try to, like, throw some of that salt around, like, where those barnacloids are, just try to slow down their process. Okay. Um, are you just kind of picking up handfuls of it? Are you grabbing the barrel? How is how is that? Uh, yeah, I'll roll whatever's left in the barrel. I'll, roll, I'll, I'll like, grab the barrel itself and carry it up, because it's probably a little bit lighter now, so I'm yeah. going to roll that up there and try to do that. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you do um, uh, strength and athletics, but I'm gonna uh, the the difficulty rating for this is gonna be lower because it's a heavy, it's not as heavy a barrel. Okay. Hang on, one didn't go through. Okay, so that is an eight plus six. So that's gonna be a fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say fourteen will do it. You're able to lift up the barrel. Um, and uh, yeah, so describe to me what you're now doing with this this salty salty barrel. I'm basically making it into a big salt shaker, and I'm kind of like going up and like kind of like doing like a little tip, 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 tip around the front of the boat, and trying to like pour it down on the barnacloids that are there okay. in the hopes that they maybe will let go. Yeah, you can see the ones that are kind of visible above the water kind of start to detach and kind of fall off into the water, um, and you get the impression that that's definitely going to help with the ones that are above water. The ones underwater, you are not sure how that's going to affect them, um, but at the very least, you've been able to lighten the load a little bit, maybe bought yourself a little bit of time. Yeah, okay. Alright. Um, Darwin, you're, you're doing a face. Uh, I think Darwin is going to move to one of the um, the smaller boats that's able to be launched from the Beagle. Maybe it's little expeditionary <laughs> mm-hmm. boats that are attached. Um, and I'm going to turn to Travis and be like, Come here, if we can get closer to the, 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 the these wretched barnacles at sea level, perhaps we can knock them away from the boat uh, further. Uh, Good idea, sure. bad idea, and bad idea? I don't know. <laughs> now, I, I don't, sorry, I don't quite understand what uh, Vital's goal is right now, to be perfectly honest. I feel like when I asked Vital its goals, it kind of just like shut down and said, well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And so I, I think that's where we're at right now. We don't really understand what its goal is either. Okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't uh, I, the only one who wasn't. Uh, I would, just to reiterate what what, uh, what Vital said at the end of the episode is it kind of, it, it wanted to kind of observe um, the process of evolution and the impact that that has on, uh, on a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Michael, I'm losing the word. What's the uh, word? Ecosystem? Ecosystem, thank you, yes. Um, and the boat is kind of the nearest ecosystem it has. So it's kind of hyper-evolved these, um, these, these barnacles into barnacloids so they can observe what the evolved form of the barnacloid, uh, what effect it has on this kind of the, the ecosystem of the, the beagle, the ship. Okay. Um, I will also say, Travis, with your, um, uh, your new traits of, uh, was it tech sensitive, I believe? Yeah. Um, you can still kind of, it's, it's not quite within range, but you can feel kind of a, uh, I don't want to say, it's, it's like a radiation. There's, there's like an energy radiating from Vital that you are able to kind of sense. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I will, I will help Darwin, but I want to talk to the doctor quickly. Uh, sure. doctor, uh, we are obviously in immediate danger and we can't, use our normal method of escape without, you know, giving up the game. Um, how, I know you don't like conflict, but like, how, how comfortable are you with us fighting back against this? Well, I feel like it's a losing battle, Travis, because there's going to be more of them than there are of us. There's, there's barnacles all over the ship. And as they all each evolve and get bigger, we're going to be overrun by them. So we need a solution that requires more than just fighting back. We're going to have to find a way to stop them and get either get this machine to figure out that its experiment has been concluded, or we need to get it to stop and understand that it's not going to not going to fly because th- there's no 
way that we can win the math of Barnacle versus Sailor. Well, what if we are able to hold it off until we can get to land? Wouldn't that essentially prove its theory that the ecosystem would fight back? I mean, it's it's possible. I, I would be afraid of letting these barnacles rise up on the land. I mean, if we get to a shore area, next thing you know, the entire shoreline could be overrun with mutant barnacles. Good heavens, man, okay, we're uh, months away from land. Are we? All right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's also a thing. Yeah. Because uh, my thought was we basically sprinkle the out the border of the ship with salt the way you would to keep witches out. And then, you know that horse wine? I'm guessing it's pretty flammable. You know, just, just as a way to shoo away the barnacles and, you know, say, you know. Travis, surely you're not suggesting using open fire as a weapon on a wooden ship. <laughs> I mean... I don't have any other better solution. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure if assault circle will keep them out. I think that like they can probably step over it. They can probably avoid it. It's it's less of a it's less of a magical barrier and more of like a physical reaction that happens when it hits them. But I don't think it's going to stop them forever. But perhaps if we could I increase mean, the relative salinity, it would uh, make the boat a less appealing target. That is a valid point. Yes. You hear Fitzroy call down from the uh, from the uh, from the, the supply room up through the bill, and he, and he just yells down and says, "How are you going to do that?" Well, I would imagine we need more salt. We've we've got plenty of provisions down in the. Uh... Oh yeah, we're set for we've got tons of salt. We're set for salt. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Shall we? I, mean, I we are also floating on an ocean, and I know how to desalinate water because they're very uh important uh historical documents that uh i, I work in a library and uh there is oh. a legend uh called the uh the voyage of the mimi um it's used for educational purposes but it does teach people how to desalinate water and why you shouldn't drink seawater and i've seen it a lot well i don't we need to increase the salinity not not decrease this. Although I imagine we could evaporate some of the water out to also. It is nighttime though, so that could be rather tricky. I, I'm trying to be very generous here, Mister Travis. Yeah, but we know. I'm having trouble. <laughs> ah, let's get the salt. Out of character. More drinking water. Out of character. I just wanted to bring up the voyage of the Mimi because no other podcast on Earth may have ever. <laughs> what is that? I don't yeah, even. Please. I don't know. It was an educational series. I kept waiting for you to make some like dorky pop culture joke, and then I realized you were talking about an actual story that you knew about. I, I well, thought you were going to talk about Waterworld. The Voyage of the Mimi was an educational series. It was Ben Affleck. It was among his first acting jobs, and it was an educational video oh, wow. where every other episode was. Uh, it was like a, a storyline. It was about a boat, and it's basically a way to learn about humpback whales and also how to desalinate water. But then the every other episode was like uh, almost like a documentary, so you learn about it. And it's got the jazziest theme song you've ever heard. It's on YouTube. <laughs> That's great. This is perfect. So it okay, was it um, was a pop culture poll, but a very specific one. <laughs> It's one just it's just for you, basically. As a treat. And well, my big con- couple of my friends. Mm-hmm. 
I okay, so I think that's a good plan to start with. I think that like using some of the salt to to line the boat to keep them from wanting to to come up it. That sounds like a great way to go. Um, but we need to figure out how to stop them from wanting to come at all, and I think that's going to have to mean something with our friend up there. Yes. What what is that thing? What's what is that? It's like another moon in the sky. What is that? Uh, the best I can say is it's a science vessel. That phantasm is some form of vessel. Yeah, what? What are Look, you going on about? Do you want to split hairs over what the machine in the sky is, or do you want to stop the monsters from attacking your boat? I mean, I, I, we could stay here all day and do this, but I think like, we'll solve some problems. But fair point. Sorry, sorry, sorry to be argumentative. I just, uh, I'm just <laughs> gen- gently baffled right now. No, that's very fair. I, I understand. I'm just saying bigger fish to fry right now um we also this fish okay. sorry i mean barnacles are a crab sort of all right um i i say to 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 darwin and to travis and to sims who's on the deck with me i you know the, the thing that i'm afraid of is if we just halt its experiments it might decide to restart evolution completely from the beginning so we, we don't we want it to feel like it succeeded somehow so that's why we need to make sure, like like you said, Travis, that we make we make we make it see that this ecosystem is victorious and that that humanity perhaps will rise up to to defend itself and survive because the fittest will survive. Wait, did it say that it had lost all of its research about evolution? Yes, I believe so. Charles Sims, yeah. I need all of your notebooks, all of them, from the past five years. Of course. Sims, quickly, let's get to my cabin. And I'm going to go let's with Let's do that. And clump, basically... Clump, clump, clump. Travis wouldn't know the term, but Travis is okay, setting while, off... While, while you're the... doing what you're doing... Hang on one second. I love what you're doing. While you're doing that, I am going to get to work uh, salting. I, I'll, I'll get Fitzroy and I, and we'll get to work putting the salt around the boat, like you were talking about. So that can be yeah. what we're doing while you're doing your thing. And that way I can kind of step out of the narrative for a moment and let you have the floor. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I would say Fitzroy is now up on deck with you working on making salt more salty. Um, so yeah, so what uh, Travis wouldn't know this term, but Dan does. But we are basically setting off to make a TED talk, <laughs> and we are going to basically teach Vital about evolution based on the works that they currently have. All right, I like that very much. So yeah, you've gone to Darwin's cabin. You've collected. You'll collect you, Darwin, and, and Sims are collecting all of uh, uh, Sims and Darwin's notes and notebooks. And how do you want to? How do you want to do this? Are you like co- like collating into like a specific like a one hour like PowerPoint presentation? How are you? How are you doing this? Um, since I know that ultimately this is going to lead to the origin of the species, and it hasn't been written yet. Uh, I basically am going to, as I'm thumbing through the notes, kind of look for anything that's uh, evolution-related and, like, basically pointing out key phrases so that Darwin himself makes the connections without Travis giving away anything that he shouldn't. Okay. So, like, like, uh, for example, like, if there's a thing about, like, you know... um, migration patterns or something like that that uh you know shows to how they understood uh how animals move during different times of the year like oh this is interesting and and just sort of like because look dan speaking here i've never read origin of the species i only know you know the broadest of broad strokes travis 
there's a better chance he would have read it and haven't worked in the library. So I'm not going to pretend like I can uh, quote chapter and verse what we need to point out. But I think Travis being a librarian is going to sort of be like, this is something that's important and presenting these puzzle pieces so that Darwin can figure out what this is a picture of. I like it. Um, and this is going... all his research. Like, this is all of Travis's researching abilities being put to use rather than, like, actual I knowledge. love it. Dissertation power. I, I love it. Yeah, I'm going to have... Travis, I'm going to have you roll Ingenuity and uh, I guess this would be Knowledge. Yes, best rolls. Uh, and I'm going to give you a plus two for... Oh, I rolled that... poorly. <laughs> You have that bonus where if you're left to your own devices, you get a buff. I forget what yes. it's called. Uh, uh, reliable. It's plus two, isn't it? Yeah. Reliable, yeah. So you get a plus two for reliable. So I only got a five on the dice. So with that, we'll bump it up to seven. So it's going to be a 15 in total. 15. 15 is good. Um, I'm going to have Darwin. I'm going to have you roll um, uh, Ingenuity and science to see if you're able to pick up what Travis is putting down. Nice. So I start with a 10 there, but the, the roll was a 7, so 17. Nice. Okay, yeah, so as Travis is kind of uh, just trying to nudge Darwin towards the pertinent facts, Darwin, you're, you are making connections that, as all of your notes are kind of laid out in front of you, maybe you hadn't. Uh, been able to make before and this is the kind of thing where if the tv show did this i would be like oh come on you're not seriously saying <laughs> that the doctor's companion taught darwin what how, how evolution works oh, I know, I but in terms of a game dirty mechanic, about this yeah <laughs> oh, I, I have the perfect like if it was the show they would have this moment where darwin has this sketch of these four different bird beaks and it's like the different sort of uh, uh how these different beaks have evolved for different needs and th- you know that's this sketch would be pulled out and darwin would go of course the different adaptations of <laughs> ah genius over time my goodness my boy you're on to something here sims carefully we have to recollate all of this yes. Oh, it's brilliant! And we have this whole sort of storm as, like, yes. outside the window, like, salt is raining down like a gentle snow into the <laughs> water. And it's the the spark of inspiration or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will All say, right. I, so- I, I do prefer this trope over the, wait a minute, what did you just say? Trope any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evolve, you say? He's on to something. Um, Evolvi. Yes. Uh, Pokey so Man. With... Sorry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so over a period of however many minutes, maybe an hour, however long you think that is, uh, you've collated the information and you're, you're ready with, um, uh, with your, your, uh, your proto-TED talk on the theory of evolution. Um, and I guess the question is, who's giving this talk? I would imagine me question mark um so yeah i'll i just imagine like the 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 four of us like the doctor darwin travis and sims like standing in like a very cool kind of stance formation that in any other context would make well doctor's not oh, there. Yeah, well, i mean i mean i'm, I'm thinking like 
uh, uh, moments later when it's once time. everyone's assembled yeah. on the on the okay. deck of the presentation ship, yeah. time. Yeah, the, the the moonlight creating a natural spotlight over the four of us. <laughs> yeah, somehow there's they found a podium on board the ship, and we've we've brought it uh, above decks. It's the empty. It's the empty salt barrel. Oh, perfect! Can, yes. Actually, can I make a pitch, please? Crow's nest. <laughs> yes, it's we're what? in the crow's nest. The- Oh, I yeah. love it. Oh, yeah, I love it. Perfect. We all, we, we climb up the various, you know, I don't know, cut to us in the crow's nest. And I'll... Wait, before yeah. before you ascend there, um, uh, you know, the doctor has, you know, been spreading salt and making preparations. And I, I kind of like slip her a copy of like what the speech is. I said, did he miss anything? You can secretly edit in right now. <laughs> Travis, I, I, I don't. I can't affect what Darwin already like. You've given him the knowledge he already has. I if I give any more knowledge to him, that'll offset his contribution to history, and I'm not going to do that. I, I know. Take that away. From I know. Him. It was it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Uh, I uh, I I'm gonna say at this point the the salt is definitely working. You can kind of see barnacles as you're in the crow's nest. Now you can kind of see barnacles trying to um, scale the 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 exterior of the ship, and then losing their grip because of the salt and then going back down into the water. But it's very clear, like, um, the ship is is definitely, and you, you're more aware of it now because time has passed, the ship is definitely leaning forwards and to the side. And you can kind of see as, you, as you're in the crow's nest looking down, this kind of mass of barnacles, barnacloids at the front of the ship. Um, and it's kind of under the surface of the water. Um, and it, you, you would, you would imagine so there's not much time left before the, sh- the whole ship is just going to capsize and, and tip over. Uh, and then. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Almost, almost as if preparing for this moment, the moonlight shines perfectly upon the crow's nest, illuminating the four figures, uh, as they prepare to give their TED talk on the theory of evolution. <laughs> uh, how do we do this? <laughs> Um, I think oh, that like we can present it more cinematically. Where like yeah, I think yeah, that maybe like if it was edited for TV, we would see like Darwin beginning and he'd like start reading like a like a line from his paper that's like yeah. a primitive version of what would famously become a line in the actual book. Yes, and then like mm-hmm. music would start up and we'd cut and we'd have like different angles of him talking for a while and the doctor beaming with pride at this scientific moment that's happening and tra- and like looking at Travis with respect because she knows that he's one to put it together. And then it looks like Michael, you have something you want to add to this. Yeah. I was thinking I, I very much on the lines of that. I'm picturing like a montage of various animal species and the visuals and things that Darwin is evoking across the world. And like this beautiful, uh, uh, so yeah, if I, I'll, I'll just throw some Darwin out there, I guess. Uh, um, uh, so you, uh, you see, uh, your gentle sphere, this, this world has a delicate and a balanced ecosystem and throwing it off in the way that you're, you're doing is, is actually detrimental to the very experiment you're trying to set up. What I have been trying to explain to you this whole time is what you're trying to observe here, this process of evolution. It, it can't be hyper-evolved or, or done in, in a moment, in an instant. It must take time. It must take uh, the delicate process of time is what is key. And I think you've lost uh, your sense of that, if, if I may. I would like... Uh, Darwin, 
Travis and the Doctor, I would like you all to roll uh, presence and uh, science. Can I use well-mannered? You can absolutely use well-mannered. I have a 16 for mine. 16's good? 12. 12's good? 16 as well. Well, 16's good. 16's better than 12. 12 was actually not that good. Story Can I add charming to mine? Yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you add charming. I'll let every now and then, like, you're interjecting with, like, a fun joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I elbow Sims to hold up visual aids of, like, you know, the different birds he's drawn. <laughs> we do, like, a PowerPoint. It's like a... Yeah. Oh, I yeah, Sims, Sims is doing so. slides. <laughs> oh, I just rolled two sixes for Sims, so... All right. oh. Nice. Awesome. If you will mind the visuals of my assistant Sims, I think you will see the power of our points. <laughs> I'm going to give you one of my story points. I'm giving you a story point for that. I just pulled my glasses off of my face and threw them away, and now I don't know where they've landed. Uh, you're giving this presentation, and as you're doing it, um, just to create a moment of tension, the barnacloids start to creep up the side now of the ship as the ship is kind of being simultaneously pulled under and as this, as the barnacloids are kind of, um, maybe, maybe the salt hasn't worked or maybe they've developed a resistance because of the hyper-evolution, but they're starting to creep over the top and onto the, 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 uh, the bow of the ship, onto the deck. Um, and, and so you're giving this performance. It feels like a race against time as all of these barnacloids are starting to, to mass. There's more of them now, a dozen, two dozen, all kind of creeping up onto the ship, um, making their way towards the, um, the, 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 the long, the pointy bit where the sail is. The, 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 the mast, thank you. Wow, that's such a simple word. How do I forget it? The, the, the mast, um, as they're, they, they know, uh, what they want to feed upon. And it is the, the, the human shaped things in the crow's nest. And as you give this, you give this impassioned speech about not just evolution, but about the nature of the experiment and how evolution works based on your notes, based on the dots you've connected. And it's not complete. It's not perfect. It's the beginnings of an idea, but it is enough. It's, I, I was going to interrupt your uh, beautiful speaking by making a really bad joke. So I'm going to make it now so where I don't interrupt it. But this is the origin of the origin of species. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad we were recording that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a moment of silence. And then the surface of Vital begins to shimmer and ripple with kind of a white light. Like it's almost like it's catching the moonlight. Almost as if the moon is moving to shine a light upon, uh, upon Vital. And then you hear a noise from beneath you, like, like, uh, like someone tap dancing on an empty packet of potato chips as all of the, uh, all of the barnacloids begin to shrink. Suddenly, in it, it, so sudden that it's almost like it's in midair as they fall and then clatter to the deck. Um, the ones in the in the ocean just kind of fall off into the sea, and the ones on the deck just kind of land like mollusks. Just the, you just hear this this clackety clack of all these shell of these teeny tiny shells just landing all at once on the deck, and then time seems to stop for you, Travis, as vital reaches out to you specifically. You are not like the others. You are different. How so? You were able to receive my signal, 
You came when I called. What did your signal say? I was calling for assistance from one of my peers, and yet instead of reaching out to another sphere, to another vital, I reached out to you and pulled you to this point in space and time. So us coming here was not a temporal disturbance that caused you to lose your information. There has been a cataclysmic temporal disruption that has affected the nature of time. That is what has allowed me to pull you and to send a signal to you, as well as causing the catastrophic data loss. Do you know the origin of this temporal disturbance? Yes. Is it Gallifrey? Yes. That's what I was afraid of. Have we... You are not like the others. In any other ways that you haven't already said? You are like me. What are you? I am an artificial intelligence. I was created for a singular purpose. You too exhibit behaviors and personality traits and aspects of your mind that elicit these same traits. There is an artificial nature about you. Both Dan and Travis are speechless. (laughs) Tell me, have we been able to help you? You have. I have reversed the hyper-evolution and returned the creatures to their standard state as they were before. I apologize for any inconvenience my actions may have caused. Thank you for your patience during this data-collecting exercise. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing for me to add currently, right now. It's a lot of information to take in. Uh, Is time still standing still? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that Vital is... Uh, kind of, you get the impression because you can kind of sense this tech, this, this technology, and what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the impression that Vital is is um, kind of assessing you. Now it is analyzing you uh, in the moment, and it says, "You seem troubled. May I assist you? How? That is not for me to decide. How may I help you? Travis is going to take out his Game Boy." Okay. And he's going to say, can you transfer your all you know into this? About me, not about everything. You would like a breakdown of your vital statistics? If you'll excuse the pun? Yes, I would. Um, Vital scans the Game Boy and scans the memory on the cartridge that is in the Game Boy right now. And the cartridge that's in the Game Boy right now is your copy of, I believe, Pokemon Blue? Yellow. Yellow? Okay. Um, Vital says, I can transfer information pertaining to you, Travis, and the data I have collected pertaining to you, Travis, but it will overwrite the contents of the cartridge in the Game Boy presently. Would you like me to overwrite that data? Yes. And a beam of uh, of magenta light uh, emanates down from uh, from Vital's location down into the Game Boy as you stretch your arm out 
um, into the infrared port on the front of the Game Boy Color, on the top of the Game Boy Color, um, as the contents of your Pokemon Yellow cartridge are erased and replaced instead with uh, Vital's findings of you. And in that moment, uh, as as the beam terminates, as the last um, remnants of, of that pink light shine into the Game Boy Vital, um, uh, in as far as you're able to read its kind of imperfect crystal sphere surface, seems to smile and says, Thank you for your assistance today, Travis. It has been invaluable. Thank you, Vital. And uh, Vital blips away and time resumes again as Darwin, uh, Sims, and the Doctor uh, watch Vital blip away in kind of this little blip of uh, of, uh, white light. Like Q disappearing in Star Trek. Oh, that's dreadfully rude. It didn't even say... All right, Fine. Come on, Sims. You know how scientists ah, are. That's, that's, that's very fair. That's very fair. It's true. Come on, Sims. Let's head downstairs. I could use a pitcher of horse wine. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's time jump just a few minutes to... We're in the captain's cabin and he's pouring everyone uh, 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 mugs of, of, of horse wine. Less, very much like the one that Riley is drinking now. Um, as you, uh, recount the, the adventure that you have all just had. And, uh... Actually, my, my, uh, real quickly, my, my glass is actually the bottom of a Jameson bottle. Perfect. That's cool! Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, Sims is, uh, Sims is saying, well, there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of information that we've, that we've, uh, I guess we already had, but we are, we've made connections today that I don't know that would ever have occurred to us, but, uh, also, oh, it would have. Everything came from you. It all would have occurred to you. It's going to take more time to go through it all. What do you think, Charles? Well, luckily, Sims, we uh, we have some time on the the months back of the voyage back to uh, uh, jolly old England, as it were, and um, uh, perhaps we can compile the notes into something uh, presentable by them. Something about yes. this and- origin of something. Yes, I, I'm. I'm sure that the 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 uh, the collected information that we have right now will the the notes will grow and evolve as we work on them together. But uh, I, I, I tell you what, uh, darned darned rotten luck with those uh, those barnacles, eh? Oh, we found this actual quote of Charles Darwin's that medium inspired this whole adventure. <laughs> Uh, so I want to just, there's this moment where Darwin turns to Sims and the lighting changes. So there's just a sliver of light across his eyes, the shadow style. Darwin just says, I hate a barnacle as no man ever did. Not even a sailor in a slow sailing ship. Real Darwin quote. And Sims, and Sims says, yeah. <laughs> Sims just looks at you and goes, yeah, the real rubbish. <laughs> Which is the bit history will forget. Um, and, uh... Because he didn't write that down because he'd said it. He wrote down what Charles <laughs> said, but he didn't yeah. write it down. <laughs> uh, and Fitzroy says, uh, well, it's been quite a night. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm actually going to turn in. Uh, we'll be in England in uh, in a few months, so uh, I guess I'll see you all in the morning for breakfast. <laughs> Definitely. And then he leaves to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll retire to uh, private quarters and uh, probably not emerge for the rest of the voyage. So, 
Olifor. Oh. Might I see you to your yeah. uh, your cabin, uh, Doctor Travis? Um, sure. Um, it's this blue one over here. <laughs> oh, this strange. I hadn't noticed that. So some sort of yeah, I don't, I, effect on my perception. Sure, I, strange. Yeah, I wasn't. I hadn't noticed this this particular cabin. Was this cabin been here the whole time? Uh, yep, and it's and it will be forever. Um, question. Um. I would recommend that if you're planning on publishing any of your findings, that you may want to leave the concept of vital and the giant barnacles and the second moon out of it. I don't think people would believe it. I think it would sound like something out of a science fiction. Oh, yes. Silly tales of the ocean and all that. The Kraken. No one would would ever believe me. But thank you. Sadly. Perhaps Darwin's second career as Jules Verne can start. No, wait, the timing is just not. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to make a Jules Verne, and then I was like, I think I'm about, a, about I'm several decades away from yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah, Sim says, uh, well, here's your, here's your cabin. Uh, I guess we'll see you in the morning for a hearty breakfast of pomegranates. And, uh, you know, it's never too early to drink horse wine. Sure. All right. Um, Doctor and Travis, what do you what do you do? Uh, I think that I uh, I we say our goodbyes to Darwin. Um, I think that uh, yeah, we head into the TARDIS. All right. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Travis. Whatever Travis does is what Travis does. Yeah, Travis, what do you want to do? Um, I think he is gonna dilly dally just for a sec and kind of like stand at the front of the ship for a moment and kind of collect himself and then when he sees no one else is around the TARDIS he'll go inside um and then uh once he does you know I'm assuming the doctor is you know running around the console and you know flipping dial flipping switches and turning dials and stuff and you know in the time it took you to come back into the ship I've changed back into my Romana coat yeah and um like he come he comes in kind of slowly and like kind of deliberately closes the door and stands sort of in the entryway and doctor y- yes travis i think we have a problem and i take out the game boy and i pop out the cartridge and i say i think that I might not be who I think I am, and Vital gave me this, I don't know what to call it, information about me, but I need help, Doctor.
So, yeah. That, so, that is one thing I'm going to say is that, add a character real quick, we can cut this out, but I, I was thinking about, it's a shame we've already used Pokemon battles as the climax oh, of a no. story. Because if there was ever a plot that needs to end with the Pokemon battle, it's this one. <laughs> but I don't want to do it because we've already done it so definitively. And I, I think that it will be repetitive if we did it. But the idea of Travis using Pokemon to fight and defeat Vital feels like how this story should have ended, <laughs> but we're not going to do it. Damn. There's, there's a part of me that feels like there might be a moment where, where Travis would think, I think these guys are getting out on their own. I'm just going to take a little 15 minute to try to catch that ditto I was trying to get earlier. And so he's sitting in the corner playing Pokemon on his Game Boy Color. And that's when Darwin steps over and says, I say, just as like you're, you've, you've just traded with someone in like an NPC in the game and, and, uh, you're, uh, uh, you have a Pokemon that's, that's evolving. And he's, he's like, I say, what is, and then that happens. And, uh, and then Darwin is inspired to, to <laughs> come up with a theory of evolution. So you're saying uh, by watching... be, the Machoke becomes a Machamp. Hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> Hitmon Lee, you say. 